conversations. <laughs> Welcome to conversations we hate. And we have an excellent, superb, supreme. If you have seen, if you have seen his version of that lucky day tune, and he's just like, and he's doing all of that. Okay, we'll say nothing. He's an excellent artist, excellent producer, excellent musician, vocal arranger. He's got songs like Sad, Blame On, and Security. I know you've seen the Security Challenge. I know you've seen when his mom did it. And some people were saying his mom might have did a better version than him. But we're not gonna, we're, we're not gonna, we're not gonna debate that. We're not gonna debate that. Yeah, man. But yeah, he's a he's a man who will show you his creative process, whether it's going good, whether it's going bad. He'll show you his flaws. He's the leader of the Grizz Gang. He's a part of Good Music with Friends featuring Alec Wars and Levon Bib. He's Mr. Build My Wars, yeah. aka Mr. Why Are You Sad? I Don't Know. I introduce to you, Mr. Mike Grizzly. How you doing today? Yo, what's, that was the best intro I've ever had in my life. Oh my goodness. I'm mad. So now on, that's the intro. Be, I'm sitting in a, yeah, I'm sitting in this link. Just play him. Play H, bro. If it's not H, I don't want to hear it. That's it. So for those who don't know who you are, Mike, who's Mike Grizzly? Mike Grizzly is a producer turned artist. He, okay. <laughs> um, I originally started with just wanting to do that. I just wanted to make music. Um, I didn't even know producing was a thing until I was like 14. My older brother was like, yeah, you can. Really? Yeah. For some reason, I just thought music was there. And <laughs> weird enough, <laughs> and my God, my older brother, he was like, he was like making stuff. I'm like, what? So, <laughs> so ever since then, I just wanted to make music and then help other people get stuff out their heads. Yeah. And then I had my own ideas and started putting them out. So that's who Mike Grizzly is in a nutshell. So have you always been a music lover? Is that, is that been like from as far as you can remember or was there a passion that you had for something else before that? Um, nothing before it. I feel like music was always, um, to some extent, to some aspect, it was always something that was- yeah that got my attention that was just there um especially growing up with my mom yeah. you know her being the gospel artist and always having music we just had always had something i was yeah, yeah, always yeah. doing something there so and then I, yeah. I did have my bad i did have one there was a, a short amount of time where i decided to i just wanted to draw a lot i love really? drawing i love art and i stopped doing that um music just i started doing that and then getting sad in school so i just stopped drawing so. really you just you, hold on you just went from i was drawing to i got sad in school i stopped that's literally yeah, how it man, went. that was it yeah that was it it's like i think it's because i started getting in trouble for like doodling and drawing so i was oh. like uh, were you saying you weren't concentrating in class so you're just doodling while everything was going on and oh yeah i was doodling and humming and doing everything i was not supposed to be doing in class <laughs> So when did you realize, you know what, I'm actually good at music. Like I'm actually good at producing music. And then I'm guessing there was a time after that, because obviously you're quite behind the scenes before that. Yeah. When did you realize, you know what, let me bring my ideas to life with how I think they should be done. Um, so the first part when I realized or had an idea that I was good was when I put something together. I wrote a song a long time ago yeah. that no one has ever heard when I first got a guitar wrote it and then I performed it for my middle school class and they like all loved it. And then when people started asking me to do stuff again, yeah. uh, they started, and then getting older, they started asking me for help. Yeah. I was like, hey, maybe I might know what I'm doing. I don't know. Um, and then once I started, um, yeah, that just kept continuing. When, yeah. Like the older I got, the more I started getting asked to do stuff. And I was like, okay, all right, this might be sweet. So Mike, how does that sound go? Because you've said it's not released anywhere. And I feel like it's, I feel like it's in your memory bank and you know the words. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the melody oh, yeah. and everything. How does, how does that song go? Give us, give us, give us one line from that song because no one's um, ever heard it. So no one, so you could be making it up on the spot right now. No one will know. <laughs> no, no one will ever know. know. No. Um, so it was called Destiny. Okay. It was like the first song I wrote on my guitar. It was all tuned. It was really jazzy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't even know what key it was in. So it was like, one, two, three, four, four. yeah, I've been looking, I've been searching for a new way to find myself. But every time I get to looking, I find that I need more help. And then as it like goes on, it's like, it's really like, 
it's really like ja- Jason Mraz. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really, I don't even know. Yeah, it was just really. Old. I feel like if you release that, slowed it down a little, it'll be perfect for what? For where you are, like. Man, I don't even know because it's something I tucked so far. The fact that I could even pull it out that fast is a miracle. But why did you put like, it? Why did you, why did you tuck it so far though? Because from what you just did, it sounds like a, I can imagine where you were musically in your head at that time from the song you just sang. But if mm-hmm. you can bring some of that out, that that particular song, and you can mm-hmm. be like, this is the first song I ever wrote, and you start going, <laughs> like people are gonna be like, yo, this is... See, I feel like if I did it, it would be much later in the future. Okay. It would be when it could probably be appreciated a little bit more. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. right now I have it tucked, not because I hate it, but just because it's like, such a personal yeah like it's just the yeah, very yeah. first thing i ever had so it was like i'm just gonna keep that tucked and then i don't even think i remember how to play it anymore um i gotta remember <laughs> see you say yeah. you don't know how to play it and then you just you might start something new and a new melody and honestly yeah, yeah 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 yeah. i get you I, i'm with you so talk to me about family life as you said being with gospel living your mom being the, the <laughs> yeah gospel artists um and just the rest of the family what was music like to you guys was it was it a massive thing did did you sing with your mom did, did anyone else sing with your mom how, how did that kind of work so um <clears throat> so for me uh of course like you were saying mom gospel artist she did yeah. everything wrote songs played piano she's vocally classically trained on uh, piano all this kind of stuff yeah um but really i got exposed to it most you know through church group mm. As church kid as a church kid um, i have one older sister um my dad loves music they just always listen to different types of things yeah um and the older i got my sister sings background for my mom now wow um and when i hit about 16 or 17 yeah i was mom's drummer and so because i'm a drummer first yeah and then i got a little older graduated high school and then i was like her indie and i'll travel with her and like put them together and stuff um and now I have a whole group of friends and now we all just play for, I'm still a drummer. Yeah, yeah. And now I have, you know, uh, they play keys and guitars. And yeah, it's yeah. funny because the group now, our whole crew, yeah. we play for her and for a while, some artists locally, they were calling us to play for them. Yeah. But now those are all like my closest friends and they all play for me when <laughs> I'm performing now. And it's like, at first it was a weird <laughs> dynamic. It was like, okay, but yeah. So growing up music is, uh, that's just how it always was. And that's how, what it's turned into. Yeah, 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 definitely. But what I'm trying to like understand from your story is why you wanted to be the guy behind the music, behind everything, just a guy that, because I know when, you, when you're a drummer, a lot of the time, especially if you've got other gifts or you could be like the front man to a certain degree, you kind of just like, I just want to drum so everything sounds nice. I just want to be back here so I can yeah. just do this. So why did you want to be behind the scenes and then what changed? Um, so for me, wanting to be behind the scenes, I just loved, I was way more in love with the behind the scenes aspects of everything. Really? Even watching my mom, I was so much more excited about the rehearsals and the mess ups and getting things right in the studio, the, the building process yeah, yeah, yeah. rather than the final thing. Like the final thing has always been boring, boring to me. Really? So like, always. But like, you know, what? I, I, I can tell from your, from when on your Instagram. When you're mm. when you're going through a process, you'll show us the build. You show us when, oh, yeah. when you want to punch the wall. Then you yeah. then you go back to <laughs> the build and the redemption. Yeah, like so. Carry on. Sorry, but yeah. Oh yeah, you're good. Yeah, that was one specific live. I was like that. It was something went so wrong. I guess you watched that, <laughs> and I was like, I'm about to scream. Like I was about to shut everything down. But for me, that's the stuff I love the most mm. because you know, I mean, of course, it's wonderful to see like the the finished product. But I love seeing what it took to get there so for me i just love the production i love being able to do that my dream for a long time was just being able to travel as everyone's you know md person for one one point there was a couple years ago before the mic all the artist stuff for me Mm. there was an artist i was working with uh produced you know produced for and did all the records and she had a show in atlanta it's a popular spot over here Mm -hmm. and so went up there and i was i had my drum set here i had a keyboard on the right i had a microphone here and I had my laptop. So I was running the tracks, playing drums, playing keys, and singing everything at once. And I was living my dream. I was like, yes, I'm there. Really? Uh, yeah, that was that was my that was my jam. So the artist thing came about because um 
well, I quit my job a few years ago, three years, been over three years now, mm. quit my job. And then uh, there was a label group here, um, E1 and then Indie Blue yeah. reached out, found me. I went to something that they were having and I sang security. Yeah. And uh, posted, you know, they just posted. At that time, I still wasn't trying to be an artist. I was just making music. Yeah. Um, and so I posted the clip and then my friends was like, hey, do a security challenge, do a challenge. I'm like, what the heck are people going to do? With other like, whatever, so they told me to post instrumental and all those things, and then it became a big Grizzly the artist, yeah. And I was like, oh shoot, okay, <laughs> um, what do I do now? <laughs> then, uh, so now it's a it's it's become a healthy balance for me. Yeah. I love all of it. So when you look back at you know younger Mike, what advice would you give him? Um, with all that see. you know now. Huh. I'm trying to think where I would start. There's a few things I would probably say. Um, on the music tip, I would probably just say uh, I wouldn't offer anything different. I don't. Mm. I don't know. I don't think I would because not because everything was perfect, but because yeah. so many things went wrong that I learned from. I feel like the value and me understanding it now came from me having to go through it. And you enjoy the process as yeah. well looking so looking back i do sometimes in the middle of it i hate it yeah, 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 um, yeah but looking back i would not trade it for the world yeah so was there any advice that younger mike got that you took on board which you wish you didn't Ooh, that's excellent <laughs> um advice the, the advice that younger mike got that I wish I hadn't because it messed me up for a little bit mm. was it wasn't so much direct. It was like indirect advice. It was like people trying, people that were trying to tell me how I needed to be as an artist and wow. like my presence and, you know, what I need to do to do this. And I didn't make sure I do this and do all those things. And they were so, um, of course there, there's always going to be growth points yeah. that aren't necessarily comfortable, yeah. but there were things so contradictory and contrary to who I was naturally. And mm. what I felt was actually, you know, allowing people to connect with me more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't want to do any of that. So for a second, I got kind of locked into this. One of the mentalities was like, I have to keep working. I got to super grind. I got to do, I got to like work yeah, overtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not enough. It just, that kind of took me over for a second. And it started mm -hmm. to feel like work. And I'm like, I did not quit my job to start <laughs> working again, bro. I quit my job to do what I love yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's one thing that I wish uh, I hadn't got through. But, you know, I'm out of it now. So when you quit your job, how, what is happening at that time for you to just be like, you know what, I'm going to quit my job, full-time job as well, full-time job. Yeah. What is happening? What's going through your head, first and foremost, for man. you to quit? <laughs> <laughs> what makes so, you make that decision? Man, look, on paper, it was dumb because I was still trying to get a car. Uh, uh, my benefits package came in the mail the week after I quit. It was bad. Um, like my new benefits package came in. I was like, ah, I'm going to be, anyway. <laughs> so uh, so I, it, it happened because, you know, originally when I was working there, I didn't necessarily want to be there. But then earlier in 2018, yeah. earlier 2018, I was like, man, I don't want to be here. And, you know, anyone who knows, like, I'm, I'm very open about, you know, my relationship with God. I will talk to him about mm. everything and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, bro, I don't want to be here. I hate the job. <laughs> like, when I tell you, I loathed the job. I did not want to be there. Had you, been there, so, for, had you been there for a little while? Or was it just like... No, I wasn't <laughs> even there. I think I was there for like nine months. But it felt like... It felt like... It felt like an eternity, bro. Like, <laughs> it was bad. So what happened was I was there and I was like, man, I hate this. Every single day I got up, I was like, oh, I just hate this job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had a couple of my best friends who ended up working there with me. And we'd always talk about how much we hated it. Mom, <laughs> you just got together. So yeah, just, we would like take our breaks together all purpose. We were in different departments. <laughs> like, hey, bro, you going on break? Yeah, I'm going too. Unscheduled. <laughs> We meet out in the hallway just to say how much we hate. Yeah, I can't wait to get out of here. All right, let me get back to work. And it's bad. Um, but yeah, so uh, it was really bad. And then my mom one day like stopped me and I was I came in the house, I was just complaining, like, mom, I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, you know, I get that. She's like, but son, be careful. Mm. She's like, she's like, we know that that's not where you're gonna be long term. She's like, but you want to make sure that when you do leave, like when God finally does release you, mm. that your heart isn't bitter and hard because you know. You won't really be able to do a whole lot that you really want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
bitter. And so she told me, go in there with gratefulness, mm. like every single day. And I was like, what? She's like, go in there with gratefulness. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, grateful for what? I hate it. This is Egypt. I hate Egypt. I don't want to be there. Not um, Egypt. Not, not Egypt. <laughs> Bro, when I tell you, if I really broke down the extremities, like it was awful. Ooh, we got in trouble. Wow. We got in trouble for going on. Like, it's, I, I won't even go into all of it. But <laughs> so, it, so I got to the point where every morning I was like, I'll start and get up and I'll walk and have an alarm that yeah. would go off every single day, like two minutes after I would sit down, and it would just say, uh, like, like uh, I think it said like, tell God thank you or be grateful or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I would just say a short prayer, like you know, God. It started with like, God, thank you for this job, or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like. And then it turned into like, you know, guy, you know, thanks. I guess this is cool. And then turned into like, you know, I guess the money does help me until yeah, I can yeah, do whatever. Yeah, yeah. You start to look at the turned, you start, yeah, start to look at the yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I started just to kind of get better and better. And then by the time, now, mind you, right before this, it was in March, and I was saying, I was told everybody, June 1st, I'm out of there. Like, I'm. Oh, you had the date. 1st. You had the date. The yeah. date was- <laughs> I had been saying to the point where people all over the company were knew me as June 1st. Like, oh, you're, you're June 1st. <laughs> you're June 1st. Like, yeah, you're June 1st. Um, but yeah, so then, but before June, March, you know, I'm hating it by uh, what's the month before June? May? Yeah. yeah so, yeah. <laughs> May. So, by May. By May, I'm like, hey, I love this job, bro. I loved coming in. I was doing better than everybody. What? The performance was incredible. Yeah, I loved it. It was a great job. And then it got closer to June 1st. It was a Friday. And I like, I felt it. Like that morning I woke up, I was like, is this my last day? Because I it kept coming back louder and louder. Wow. And I'm like, but I love it now. And so over the weekend, I dropped a song. I put like something on SoundCloud. It's the, uh, the Naked cover yeah. by LMA. Um, and then Monday I came back it was June 4th. And so I was sitting there and I had anxiety all the worst anxiety I've ever had in my life. I was having panic attacks. I took like six breaks before three o'clock to go outside and breathe. Cause I'm like, God, what is wrong? I felt like I was going to cry all day. Really? And I was a recruiter. Yeah. It was terrible. Cause at that point I had put out into the world. I had told God yeah. at this point, like, Hey, I'm out June 1st. And he held me to it. Yeah. And I'm like, dang. By the time, long story short, I get out and say there was a recruiter for the company and she's out there talking to me and she literally verbatim says, after a conversation says, you can't do this to yourself. You have to leave now. I was like, it felt, I cannot make this up with anything in me. It was like her whole, everything changed. It felt like God was literally like, leave. What? And I, she, like a movie, bro. She said, you can't do this to yourself. You have to leave. And she said, uh, June 4th and then she walked away and got in the car I'm, I knew who she was we had never had a conversation before though and I was like and I started crying I called my girlfriend at the time I said babe she's like what I was like I gotta go and she was like what do you mean like, what do you mean what's going on I was like I gotta go and she's like oh you mean like it's time to go like you gotta go and I'm like yeah she's like all right let's do it and I'm like all right so I walked in did the stuff. I tried not to cry, but I ended up crying. Uh, <laughs> and I walked out of there. I got home early. My mom was like, why are you home? And I'm like, I'm home. She's like, what do you mean you're home? And I'm like, I'm home. Uh, wow. And that was like the condensed version of everything that happened that day. Because, yeah, I had said it so hard June 1st. And God was like, all right, no, nah, I got you. And June, June 4th, I left. June 5th, a label saw me. June 6th, that Wednesday, they had a con. They said, What do you want to do? And I was like, I mean, they said, Any, what do you want to do? Whatever you want to do, you can do it. And I was like, I'll just do distribution because that I'm at this point, I'm still a little yeah, ignorant. Yeah, yeah. And I, but I knew enough to know I can maintain all my rights yeah. and everything just doing that. So I, they did that. And then they're the company that I went up there to do the song yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. And then Security Challenge. That junk came, it was like a movie. Like you can't, you can't write a better script. It was terrible. So June 4th came. Yep. And the recruiter. I was out of there. Wow. The recruiter, bro. The recruiter said, you got to go. The person who's meant to bring people in. (laughs) Literally told me, hey, basically was like, hey, you're outside of what you're supposed to be doing. Wow. And I was like, all right, cool. I thought my dad was going to kill me, but. That's what I was going to ask. How did your family take that? Like. What what was what was that discussion like? Because 
as you said, you're telling everyone at work it's June 1st. June 4th yeah. has come. You, you've come home at earlier than usual. <laughs> Your mum said, okay, so what's the conversation like after that to explain, you know, I've just left um, today. Yeah. That's it. Um, so I, my mom was there. I walked her through it. And she, after I explained everything, she was like, okay. She was like, but son, your dad. Cause my dad, he, of course, you know, we have a great relationship now, mm. but um, you know, at the, he's always been typically really corporate minded. You know, he went to, you know, went to university, yeah, yeah. He got his degrees and he was in corporate offices for the remainder of, of his life. So all he's known is, that, uh, is really corporate. Yeah. Yeah. And my mom, you know, her being more of the artsy one, mm-hmm. she understood a little bit more. Um, but I was really nervous about my dad. Um, but long story short, ended up talking to him. I had to, I was prepared to leave my house. I had texted a best friend. I was like, Hey, um, I'm going to get kicked out tonight. So this is before you've had I'm, the conversation. I'm, this is before you said yeah, everything. Yeah. This is before I had to talk to my dad. Like, cause everybody knew, like, everybody, <laughs> you know, he's, he's not an evil person, yeah. though, but he just means business. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. you're going to get out. Like that's in my mind. I'm like, yeah, I had already texted friends. I had a whole group chat with other family and my sister. I was like, Hey y'all, I'm about to get kicked out. And they were like, all right. <laughs> well, you know, we have this. You can stay here from here to then. Like we were already working it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh brought my dad downstairs. I hey, I want to talk to you. Told him everything, and he was cool. Like he ended up being cool. Now he told now my parents are pastors. Yeah. So he ended up telling the church later. He was just sharing the, the testimony behind everything. And he straight up, you know, he's like, it's okay if I share. I'm like, yeah, go for it. So he told them that everything that I thought I was gonna get was there. He said he was ready to. He was ready to give it to me. He was ready to light me up. Yeah. He said, but literally, he said, God literally told him to shut up. Like, shut up and listen to him. And my dad is the man. He don't argue with God. He's like, okay. And he said that, uh, he said, God told him, you taught him to listen to me. Like, you know, talking Mm. about God. He said, so you can't be mad when he does. And so my dad was like. That must have been like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. My dad was like. I can't say anything. Okay. And my dad literally said, uh, my mom said it too. Uh, she was like, you know, God's going to have to prove this one. And I was like, yeah, I told him the same thing. Uh, and so I was like the next day, you know, label and the next day a contract. He's actually the one who called me because I was out of town on a drum gig. Yeah. Uh, two days later. <laughs> so my dad's like, I'll tell him. He got a phone. He's like, Sunday, when to give you a contract. I was like, what? He was excited. Bro. Yeah, of course he was. Because if he had all of that ready, <laughs> June 4th to hear that they want to give you a contract a couple of days later it's just like yeah, bro, he's, God is God is proving <laughs> what he said he was going to literally do. bro like wow uh, you know of course you know no, no disrespect to anyone else's you know what they believe their faith yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know this has worked for me yeah. and uh, so far I have not been led astray or let down and crazy so you do security so you you sing security june 6th was it june 8th june 8th? nah so that actually didn't come until uh later on in 2018 like later okay yeah that was like august like end of august that's when you I got the short that. hair and you just you just there with mm. the mic and you're singing and you know you're hitting some runs and you're just like oh and you're hearing oh ah you're hearing all of that yeah <laughs> and the crazy part is that clip was from the encore performance. So that whole thing was supposed to, this, right, all this is not, like, not making sense. Um, but the point of that from whole thing- From the encore be, performance. Yes, bro, look, it was it was supposed to be like a showcase and that the, the execs of the label and the company were there in the room and other producers. Yeah. And the point of it was to have artists come in there, perform their songs and the everybody in the room give feedback and critique. Um, okay. And so I didn't want to do it. I was like, I'm not doing a show because my manager, she was like, uh, she was actually my aunt too. She was like, no, I think you should do it. And I'm like, whatever, fine, I'll do it. And so I did the song and they were, everybody was like, what? And they said, some of them had almost tears in their eyes. A lot of the people in the audience did. They were like, do it again. Just run it from the top. I was like, Okay. And so the second time that that, that clip everybody saw yeah. was the second time I performed it. That's why they knew some of the words. And they were done. They were like, what? Shout out to Omega George, um, Gina Miller over at E1. They Omega, they they were the ones who swooped in and like brought me in. Even mm. to this day, they still hold me tight. They're like, hey, 
we got you. Like all love, all family stuff. Um, and yeah, that's what that came from. The encore performance. Encore. That was the craziest part. Like they didn't have anything bad to say. They, they like say, you know, why are you? Ner-? They're like, you don't have a reason to be nervous. Like, what are you, what are you doing? And I'm like, I mean, I just again, I wasn't trying to be an artist, yeah. so I wasn't. But it's not. But yeah. but this now makes a little bit more sense because if he was nervous the first time, the second time you look very comfortable in how yeah. you're singing it because you're mm-hmm. just like you're there. Everyone's like with you as you can hear you would never think that that was where that clip came from you would thought you would have thought that there was loads of people you perform a new song to people who either know it or you know have seen you before and they're like you know what yeah we love this like this is great but this is like people who you performed it to for the first time and they love it so much (laughs) to want it again they said do it again i was like okay run it back (laughs) and i started it again so there was no space so what place, what place even when you write a song like that? Because when you see people do the challenge, people don't just do the challenge because of the instrumental. They do a challenge because of the original. The original has to hit them in a certain way for them to feel like, you know what, let me jump on this and give my own perspective on what Mike's trying to do. So what, what space you're in to write a song like that? Um, so for me, I wrote that song actually in 2016. I was in a hotel and I had my guitar um, to be truthful. And I say it all the time. I didn't know what I was talking about when I was writing it. Like it was one of those moments where, and I've had it a few more times where it's just moments where I just start writing mm. and not, you know, it's not generic. It, it comes from somewhere mm. deep in me, but I just don't, sometimes I just wouldn't process it. Yeah, I yeah. would just be writing and it felt right. And I wouldn't really process or dissect it until much later um that song i almost didn't even understand what it was about until two years later i was like oh really and it it hit crazy uh yeah so to be in songs like that that hit really deep for me Mm. sometimes i either have to be totally not thinking about it too much or it's something that i am presently that i'm presently uh consciously feeling in that moment so would you say that's a similar in terms of your latest single sad is would you say that's a similar space or similar kind of thought process that you you, you went through for that song because when i sorry when i listen to sad and when i listen to security in particular even even built on because built on's one of probably my favorite one of your songs um thank you but sad and security as well they take on a feeling of someone who's gone through stuff like when I listen to like music soul child and I listen to old yeah. school music soul child, I think to myself, how many girlfriends did you have <laughs> <laughs> to go through Dude. so much? Like you're singing certain people's pain. There's no way you've gone through all of this. It's impossible. <laughs> so how do you, especially if it was, like with your latest singles, is it a different process compared to when you was in 2016 or is it, is it the same as you just said? Um, Kind of yes and no. So sad itself was one of those um, present conscious feelings. Like it was in terms of someone I was in a relationship with and she was just dealing with a whole lot, but it got so much that she just always became, she was always sad, Yeah. but she couldn't really tell me why. Mm. And so the song was literally, um, it, it literally became me just going through my raw thoughts and my raw emotions, which is why it starts with the, Baby, isn't me? Mm. Am I the reason that you cry yourself to sleep at night? Like that was a real thought. Yeah, like, yeah. No, uh-huh. and there's so much space in between each one because you know that's how thoughts happen. Mm. It's spaced and it's empty. Baby, isn't me? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't want you to feel this way. Yeah, it's not my intention, and it's just that really came out, and that was actually a freestyle. My the first draft, I was just I made the instrumental because that's what I felt. Yeah. I played the bass and recorded that. And then I started just recording the vocals. And by the time I got to the chorus, the first time I sang it, I wish I wasn't on my laptop so I could play it. But I still have the original recording. And you can hear me when I say, what are you saying? I don't know. I start crying. Because it like, it hurt. My whole mindset was, it sucks that you feel this way. Because no one should feel this way. I've felt that way. You should not feel this. Um, and it was also like a reflection I feel 
of myself feeling like I was messing up. Mm. It's like, bro, like if you're with me, my goal is always to make sure you're not feeling that way. Yeah, so if yeah, you're yeah. feeling this way, it has to be my fault as a man, you know, just as a whole other conversation. Mm. But yeah, so that happened there. Other songs, um, they happen, they can happen similar to security, mm-hmm. but now I have a little bit more around it. They're like a little yeah, more structured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, security was literally sitting on the bed mm. and piecing it with no order. Mm. Let me tell you why, for those of you who will be watching this, why Mike is such a great guy. I said built on. What I meant to say was blame on. But he just flowed with it. And he was like, thank you. I really appreciate it. You know, <laughs> it's not a song that he even has. I've mixed to build my walls with blame on. And I, come with, I came with built on. But considering that was my mistake, <laughs> You show your flaws and you show when you mess up also through your process. So why do you feel like that's so important to do that? And why do you show that? Because not everyone does that. No, as you said, and I feel like I'm understand because I understand you a little bit better. You enjoy the process. So you showing the process is probably just part of, you know, your enjoyment to a certain degree. But you explain it to me why you feel it's so important to do that. Um, I think it's the most important because um for one it gives everyone a space you know like i said before um you see the finished product yeah it's like wow that's so amazing and i feel like with the age of you know where we in now especially with social media Mm. people only see the highlight reels Mm. they only see the success they only see when everything went right but i feel like we're lacking the times you know when people used to you know back in the day artists used to post like when they're learning the choreography on youtube and they're tripping and they're falling and the vlogs like all that stuff yeah that's what that's what made people connect. That's what's like, oh, wow, they mess up. You're human. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's comforting. It's, it's good not to feel so distant. Mm. Um, and so for me, I love showing that. Um, and at, at first, I, at what, I know every once in a while, I, I used to not kind of like that. I'm like, I don't really want to. It's such a vulnerable thing yeah, to yeah, some yeah. people. But then once I understood, I'm like, man, this is the process. Mm-hmm. There's, even a, there's even a clip I have on my Instagram way back where, I was figuring something out that I was writing and it felt so good. And then I said something, I was like, yeah. And like, I kind of like belittled it. I was like, oh, let me not do that. And I, in the video, I literally said, nah, freak that. I said, this is my process and that's mm. okay. I said it verbally and I kept it, I posted it. I'm like, yeah, because I had to reassure myself like, nah, but this is the process and they need to see this, um, which is why I love showing it. Mm. Cause I know this is what I want to see. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. Kendrick Lamar or you know, he's my one of my favorite artists yeah. or, you know, Kenyon Dixon or, yeah. or Drake or Chris Brown. They're all, if they're like showing where they're figuring a, a verse out. Yes. Yeah, give yeah, me yeah. that, please. A thousand times. I'll pay money because <laughs> I want to see what it takes. Um, but yeah. One of the things that you just touched on as well was that inner doubt, that inner battling of, you know, fear, that inner battling of, you know, yes I'm, it's great that i've done this and you're trying to like quieten that voice of you like succeeding to a certain degree and i feel like a lot of creatives battle with that day to day hour to hour minute to minute depending mm-hmm. on where you're at how do you deal with that or have how have you dealt with that where where has there been an, a situation where you've dealt with that and how do you overcome it each time um with what like that just that that inner that inner you know that inner doubt that inner fear even that moment that you just you just shared with us where you're talking about you said yeah and then you kind of just you know you you made that you made that that big moment smaller for some reason which is something that's internal so how do you you know that's a that's the situation where you've dealt with it how do you overcome that feeling because that's going to come from time to time for sure um for me the way I've learned to deal with it is having to consciously tell myself um, and remind myself that it's a part of the process. Mm. Um, I literally physically say those words, like it's part of the process in my mind, like part of the process is the journey. Yeah. And this is, you know, it it has a purpose somewhere. And so when I do get, have those, when I did have those moments of, ah, you know, maybe I should say, I'm just too self-conscious. I'm like, bro, that's unnecessary. Like I need to, the biggest thing I feel that combats those things mm. is learning to embrace your whole self. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's what happened for me in a, just to bring it all in. I had to just embrace my entire self as bro. This is you. Mm. Like um, I'm not just the, the song that everyone likes. I'm not just this. I'm not just that. Like this is all of this is me. Yeah. All the quirks, all the weirdness, all the mistakes, all the anger in the studio. Yeah. 
that is me it's human and it's necessary that's good that's good um what advice would you give to creatives who get to that stage where they're trying to battle with those inner thoughts those inner fears those inner that inner doubt and they're trying to overcome it what what advice would you give to them with what you've experienced i would as simple as possible i would just say um to have fun Mm. to remember that all of the things that we see is a product of someone having fun Mm. Um, especially as creatives you know creativity is fun it can be frustrating the process to get to the finished work can be frustrating but just have fun Mm. um people like to feel when you're having fun you're not thinking you're not trying to make it look a certain you're just doing you're just existing yeah um and that makes people feel more part of it so just have fun and remember that if it wasn't meant for you or if it wasn't right you wouldn't get the opportunities yeah, that yeah, yeah. you know that you're getting they're meant to be there that's great advice that's great advice because i know there's a lot of people who do struggle with just overcoming that inner thought of a song that might sound great and then all of a sudden something in you says ah, no one's gonna like it or bro and carry on. i'm sorry can I say so and even with that um a lot of times that comes from you know us thinking about what other people want to hear like i went through that so hard i'm like man you know nobody want to like you just said nobody wants to hear that or man that really wouldn't be that good it's like no bro that's 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 completely fine one of my writer friends is hitting me right now um but like no that's completely okay like let that happen because somebody told me a while ago they said it um it was the greatest phrase ever they said your tribe will find you Mm. and i was like whoa they said yeah man they said you know not every not everything you do is going to be palatable to every person Mm. but the people that need it that are going to build the core of who you are and what you need yeah yeah, yeah. they're going to find you and when they do you're good Mm. but they'll only find you if you're you you know what i mean so and that's it and i think with what you show us especially on social media it's amazing to see the process so consistently like you don't mm-hmm. have to like there's no no one's no one's paying you to do this no one's saying yep show us how you went from from a to z no one's telling you that you have to do that but you do that and i think that's amazing for for, for us and other creators to see and i think i just thank you for that for just being so open and transparent with your with your process because that's your process at the end of the day it's <laughs> no one else's um but we really appreciate that Outside of Mike, the creative though, what drives you daily to be the best that you can be? What drives you? Um, outside of the creative, uh, what drives me to be the best and, and the greatest is uh, um, not letting my choice of living be in vain. Mm. That's it. I just... Uh, Expand on that for <laughs> Almost, I'm about to say I was trying not to because I felt like I was feeling like start, you know, thug, <laughs> let a little thug tear out. You know I, I, I found that, I found that. I got you. So, you know, back in the days where I didn't want to continue life, mm. you know, back when that was just really, just honestly, that's just where, where it was for me. I didn't want to do anything. Mm. I didn't want to live. I didn't, I was ready to dip. I'm good. Mm. I'm out. Um, and me choosing to stay, me choosing to live and all that. Um, that was a result of nothing truly, but God telling me that it would be worth it. Mm. And I'm like, all right. And so for me, what, what keeps me going at this point is, and what gives me my drive, especially when I'm feeling a little low, mm. is but in a nutshell, I can't live in vain mm. at this point. Like I already, already made the choice to stay. Mm. So at this point, if I don't give it everything I can in certain moments, you know, when I can act, when I actually have the energy to do it, if I don't do it, then it will be a waste of a choice. Mm. Um, And, you know, not to say like, you know, if you don't do anything, you're, you know, wasting your life. Like, nah, sometimes those breaks, sometimes those breathers are necessary. You have to have those. But basically, you know, to be my best self, that's it. Like, I got to make him proud. The little, you know, little dude who was, not looking 10 years ago at me, mm. no, nah, I had to make him proud. Um, and then also, another thing is, I know that so many other people need to hear, um, you know, what I went through, not because of me, but because so many of us deal with so many of the same things. Yep. And it's good just to be reminded that I'm not alone, I'm not crazy, mm. and I know what I'm feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah, just yeah, the yeah. validation. So 
they'd be cheating everybody <laughs> if I don't give it my best at this point. And I think what's you, the, one of the key points that you that I thought you touched on there is a lot of the time we don't realize that someone else is going through the same thing. So, yeah, so we just kind of like think, God, oh, there's no point in me putting something out there, whether it's a song, whether it's you know a conversation, whatever it might be, because we think, you know what, let me let me just kind of not do that. But you don't realize right. it could save someone's life. Like some mm-hmm. things that we see as like, you know what, that's a like a click of a button just to press, you know what, let me send that or let me post that or whatever it is. We don't know how much how much impact that could have by us being reluctant. And essentially, to some degree, not being obedient to doing that, if that makes sense. Facts, yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. And I think it's important that we are putting stuff out there when we should. Because mm-hmm. it's not everything that we need to put out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but at least we make sure we put the stuff out that we should, because we don't know what impact it could have on, on people. And I feel like your music, and not just that, but partly your music has that impact on people where, you know it brings them out of a place or it takes them to another place where you know yeah. i think that's really important what you do um so don't let anyone else tell you that it's not important what you do because it Thanks. seriously is um i want to talk about family oh, thank you now nah, seriously um how important is your family unit um family unit is, is pretty important uh now, of course, you know, we're all close knit. We've always been around each other for a lot, mm. um, especially when my parents first started the church, like almost 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we've always been relatively, relatively close. But, you know, I wasn't necessarily I didn't always have a thick relationship with everyone. Mm. I've always been uh, contrary to the, the, you know, Mike Grizzly, very emotional, you know, very expressive person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm typically very introverted i typically don't talk yeah. i typically very closed off okay <laughs> so um so i didn't necessarily always have the strongest relationship with all of, yeah. all of them but their importance didn't diminish mm. um i believe that them being who they were especially my parents even with my you know dad not necessarily being in the same mindset that i was yeah. with everything uh the foundation they gave me which was learning to teach me to build a relationship mm. with God above everything. Not, they didn't teach me, you know, the religion, the doctrine, they didn't yeah, teach yeah, me yeah. the rules. They said, like, you have to learn, like you need take the steps to figure it out with your own ways, like mm. on your own ways and all those kind of things. And so that foundation, that love they always surround me with the willingness to talk about certain things mm. um, became very important. And now it's, I think the most important in the world because mm. the older I get, the more I understand that it's like, I kind of, I'm gonna get a little nerdy. Um, but the older I get, the more I understand that certain developments mentally and all that yeah, yeah. can still be genetic. And I feel like the more I understand my parents, the more I understand my cousins and my aunts from, you know, yeah, way yeah, up yeah, North, yeah, yeah. I can understand where I can pinpoint pieces of me to the point where I, in a way, made my family go visit I made my immediate family go visit my big family up in New York, yeah. which is several thousand miles away. Um, but <laughs> I was like, we got to go up there. And I ended up being up with all my side, like literally every side of my family, wow. mom, dad, all the different sides, all coming together. And we were all eating together and talking and experiencing stuff. And I could have cried the whole week because <laughs> for me, it was like, I needed this. I yeah. needed to pinpoint who I am and so yeah, I just to bring all that back down, family dynamic is family is very important to me uh, at this point. Um, I have to have it. And even the ones who I, you know, didn't have the biggest connection with, mm. try to make a, a press to, you know, get to know them. Even my mom, and I know she won't mind me sharing this because she shares it herself. Mm. You know, she was adopted. Mm. And so her her parents, the ones that you know adopted her and brought her in, those were our grandparents, our main Yeah, parents. yeah. Um, they both passed away and then my mom ended up having a relationship still with her biological parents mm. somehow from when she was younger and her biological father uh we call him abstract grizzly <laughs> um, call him abstract he's real poetic rc he's a really cool guy yeah. he made it a point to even though he hadn't been in our lives for so long mm. he came around literally the year after my grandpa died my mom's you know mm. dad died and he made it a point like hey i need to have a relationship with mm. you guys and I wasn't going to turn it down. I'm like, yeah, nah, yeah. this is important. Like, this is important to have. 
And he's honestly been a huge, one of the biggest pieces for me. Wow. Um, wow. He's literally me. He's <laughs> literally me. I've, when I tell you, I, have, I hadn't met him until 2015. But for some reason, we acted the exact same. It was, it was scary. My best friend was there like, bro, this is some person, bro. <laughs> my bad. I didn't. Uh, he was like, bro, y'all, this, this is scary. This is weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. So if you could thank your family for one thing, what would it be? Man, um, I'd thank them for being here, mm. just choosing to to stick around um, and stick by me because, you know, I'm not ignorant to the fact that I'm blessed with, you know, when it comes to my family dynamic and how they, you know, raised. And I've, you know, heard horror stories of people wanting to go and do their own thing mm. and then being turned away because of, you know, them going outside of what the parents planned yeah, to a certain yeah, yeah. extent. Um, so, you know, I'd, I'd thank my family for, you know, just being there. But I think the number one thing I thanked them for yeah. was um, allowing me to build my own relationship with God mm. instead of trying to, you know, doctor me up and tell me how to do this and tell me how to do that. Yeah. They trusted, they trusted God enough mm. um, to trust that he would keep me because he created me too. Mm. And so I think that's really the main thing I'd probably thank you for. That's amazing. That is actually amazing because first of all, you brought your whole family together to go to New York, which is <laughs> crazy in itself, but to bring oh, yeah. both sides and you've just been able, like the journey that it sounds like you've been on, not just musically, mm-hmm. but personally just sounds like an amazing journey to get you to this point. Um, and it sounds like you have a lot of great people feeding into you, not just your creative side, but, spiritually and who you are personally as well which i think is amazing but my last question to you would be this what advice or encouragement would you give yourself with where you're at now in life oh like give my right now self lord ah this is going i hope i don't cry on this (laughs) (laughs) um the advice i would give myself and uh, sometimes sidebar sometimes what i'm about to say it can feel really like, you know, cheesy, yeah, yeah. really redundant. Cause you know, you kind of hear certain sayings all the time. Uh, but as my grandma used to say, just keep saying good morning. Like things start making more sense by and by. Yeah. But the thing I would tell myself now, uh, what I still tell myself now is it's actually something that I just started saying a couple of days ago, um, just a little further. Mm. Meaning that phrase, uh, meaning, as as generic as it may sound um to keep you know going Mm. but more than anything keep trusting the process yeah um just keep trusting the process um because at at this point there's there's nothing else i can do like i feel like i had a moment last week where i was just sitting down after talking to a good friend of mine he's an artist incredible well simone yeah oh they're amazing so yeah 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 (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so I was talking to a good friend of mine uh, and I'm working, finishing up production for a record he's doing. Mm. I won't say too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so working on something with him and I had a moment where I was like, wow, like I'm really living what I prayed for. Mm. Um, you know, even though, you know, I don't, you know, someone, someone think of, it's so interesting how this happens. It's like when we're younger, we have certain dreams or certain things that we pray for and we like, you know, dreams and successes, we immediately attribute it or connect it with yeah. accolade, accolades, awards, money, and tons of resources and tons of, you know, whatever the freak we want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but instead of, but instead of that, <clears throat> instead of me having that right now, God's giving me something even crazier. Instead of giving me a bunch of riches, he's giving me tons of wealth mm. in relationships. And I was able to sit there and I was like, yo, I'm literally living what I prayed for, like the, a couple of weeks ago, a song dropped with two, mm. uh, two dropper songs featuring Kenyon Dixon mm-hmm. is amazing. Kenyon Dixon has been my, like the person that I, I give all the credit for, for who I studied mm. uh, before I knew I was studying him. And there's a song that he's on. I produced it. I mixed his vocals, mixed everything, did vocal production. I featured on the record. I did all that. And I'm like, bro, this is like <laughs> my guy, bro. Like, 
are you telling me I did this? And he approved it? Okay, okay, that's crazy. Mm. And then, uh, you know, Samoa, somebody else that I'm like, yo, this dude's cool. Yeah. We're now really close friends. We'll spend hours on the phone about everything. Um, just talking and I'm building records with him. Like, okay, cool. No one my real close, you know, Alec. Yeah. One of my best friends at this point. Um, and, you know, we know who he is. And I remember years back, I was like, man, it would be cool if I could just get a track to him. <laughs> I just wanted to get it. I just wanted, 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 wanted to get that brother a beat, bro. <laughs> that was it, bro. When he was making stuff on SoundCloud. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now that's one of my closest friends. Mm. Like, we can we can call each other anytime. Like, hey, bro, you good? Just checking in. And I'm like, yo, like, my best friend helped me realize this. That's another good thing. Got to make sure you have the right people around you. Mm. Um, but that's, that was a big thing. I'm like, yo, I'm living what I prayed for. So all that to say, the only thing I would tell myself right now is just you're basically trust the process, mm. but more than anything, I'll just keep saying you're on the right track. Mm. Um, and that's probably the biggest lesson I think anyone can learn. Every, we're always on the right track. There's no such thing as like being wrong or on the wrong path. Like mm. it, to a certain extent, everything's going to build something beautiful if you let it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I have something on my arm. I don't know if it'll be backwards. Uh, will it be? No. Yeah, it'll be backwards. No, no, no. Um, it was all right. It was all right. It was. It was. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So it says only if you only trust. If you, yep, only if you trust. I should put this on my arm. It's something that I said early this year. I was just having a moment, and I was just praying and kind of thinking about life. Um, and then God basically took me through all the worst things in my life yeah, yeah, yeah. and put it all. And I was like, yo. And he said, um, I could only use it because you trusted me with it. Mm. And I was like, all right, bet. So all that to say, like, you know, um, this is what keeps me going. Like, this is all only going to work out mm. only if I trust the process. So, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Sorry, man. Nah, it was perfect. It was perfect. It was a great way to end this episode. Like, literally, you said a lot, but a lot of amazing things in all of that Thanks, man. like seriously like i can't commend you enough in in how you come across how you speak not only just about yourself but the people around you like and i'm so happy that you're in a position where you're truly enjoying and are living out what you prayed for so yeah, i know a lot of people are going to be Thank blessed you. i hope you're going to be blessed when you really watch this back <laughs> seriously man you too seriously man because it's, it's been an honor it's been a, it's been my honor to interview you today I, i'm telling you the truth it's been my honor to be a part for real thank you so much this means a lot anytime anyone wants to have any kind of conversation i'm like hey that's beautiful um and i'm grateful that i could add something to what you're doing yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing man so for you guys watching at home this has been the amazing the super you've already heard everything that he's had to say Mr. Mike Grizzly. This is Conversation with H and we'll have more content coming for you very, very soon.